0: Well, good morning. We're uh, so glad each and every one of you are here today, and we're thankful for your coming to share in this uh, worship time. And uh, as Don was praying there, my uh, my father has uh, passed away yesterday, and uh, services will be at the end of this week. And we are thankful that we know that he um, is a child of the Lord, and that uh, we had uh, had ninety two years with him. and we we know that He loved us, and we know that He knew that we loved Him, and so um, so there is a blessing in all of that. Uh, no more of the pain and suffering and sorrow of this world and the things that come with it. And um, so, as those thoughts were a part of my thoughts and, and um, where my heart is, I'd heard about Pat and loss of her daughter and thinking about her... <laughs> And um I uh I have a message that I would like to share, and um, perhaps we'll get there and uh, we'll uh it uh, good Sam. You ah, he said yeah, he said I don't know. So uh anyway. Um talking about the suffering of Jesus that alleviates our suffering. And so John chapter 14, you have to remember where this passage is is placed in Scripture. John chapter 14, Jesus is uh, in the upper room and He is sharing with His disciples for the last time before He knows what is about to take place and that is His crucifixion. And he knows that he is facing death, a very brutal death, a very painful death. He knows that there will be great difficulty ahead of him in the next uh, few days. And so he's giving them a lot of teaching. These are the things that, that when you are at the end of life that you think are important, that you want to make sure that you convey and communicate that they know and hear and understand this. In verse chapter 14, verse 27, Jesus says these words, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. When we read those words and we think about life today, and... Um, It seems that it is more and more difficult to understand and to live the idea that we are at peace. Peace seems to be a struggle. It is harder to find that peace. Troubled hearts and fear seem to be more common today than ever before. Uh, Just as... uh, as we uh, have heard uh, several times this morning, and Don was sharing about the struggles and the difficulties that we're facing as a nation and, and the directions of some things that, that are being taken. And, and, and we struggle with, with struggles and suffering and challenges and difficulties. And I, I think about several news stories that I've heard, and that is a, a grandmother is watching her small grandson. The phone rings. She turns her attention to the phone and away from the grandson for only a moment. The grandson finds his way outside and into the backyard pool and his life is gone. How tragic, how much suffering and sorrow that would be placed in that situation. And An explosion occurs and 26 miners are left dead in the mines of West Virginia where I grew up. Three high school athletes getting uh, killed by a drunk driver one month short of their graduation. A tornado rips through a small southern town and leaves ten people dead in its path. Friday comes, and you receive your paycheck, and along with it, a termination notice. It seems like in, in every area of life, we face difficulty. We face things that cause us to, to have suffering and sorrow. And those things are common. And we could probably sit this morning and listen to your stories and they would be similar to these stories of heart-wrenching and painful and, and difficult, anguishing scenarios similar to these we have all had times in our lives, and, and times that, that we, we just were facing difficult trials. That, that we had a, a difficult time getting through in our lives. And sometimes it is mental and emotional, sometimes it is physical, uh, it, it can be personal, physical pain, but there is pain. And there are tears and there there is sorrow and suffering that is a part of that. God did not exclude Himself from human suffering. And we need to understand that. That He became man. God in the flesh. That's who Jesus was. The person of Jesus Christ. And He shared all of the things that are in life. And in death, the pain, the suffering, the sorrow, the anguish, the difficulties, the challenges, all of that was very, very real to him. And he experienced it on our behalf. The first thing I want you to see from this this morning is that God joins us in suffering. God joins us in suffering. We have heard the Christmas story <laughs> many Many times in many different ways, children's plays, um, you know, animated movies, choir cantatas, musicals. The message never ceases to move and touch our hearts and our lives. Jesus' life was in peril the moment he drew his first breath on this earth. The moment he came into this world, there were those who began to seek to kill him, Those who who would continually reject Him. Those who would seek to drive Him out, to stone Him, to do away with Him. And and so His entire life, from the moment He drew His first breath until the the moment that He drew His last breath on the cross, was a life that was in peril, that was in danger, that was always being sought by someone, some group, some place, to do away with Him and extinguish Him. And yet He lived that life. The Scripture says that there was no sin, that there was no malice, that there was no no way that He would reciprocate to others. The cross itself on which He died was a symbol of suffering and shame. The cross of Jesus Christ was the culmination of one life that held more suffering than any other in human history. And we know that. We recognize that through the words and and the things that are communicated to us, the Word tells us that there is no hope in this world apart from the cross of Jesus Christ. There's no hope. There's no comfort. There's no dealing with our suffering and our sorrow apart from the cross of Christ. And His suffering brought us our salvation. When we are faced with human suffering, there there is the, the fear of our world being torn apart. It is natural to ask God the question, why? Where is God in the middle of this suffering? Why is this happening? Why did this happen? Why do I have to go through this? Those are natural questions. Sometimes we find answers. Sometimes we do not. Sometimes we find uh, something that brings us comfort in that question, in in that searching and seeking, where is God when, and you fill in the blank, whatever happened, whatever it might be. Why is He letting this happen? Why is He making me go through this? When Jesus was on the cross, and and the life was, was draining from His body, He knew what it was to be alone. He knew what it was to be abandoned and suffering. And he asked this question, My God, my God, why have you left me here alone to die? He asked the question. The human side of Jesus, remember He was God in the flesh, the human side of Jesus... Ask the question, why? Why have you done this? Why have you left me all alone in this suffering, in this sorrow, in this situation, in this devastation? Why have you left me alone to die by myself? Those were his words, uttered from the cross, while his life was draining from his body. There's never been, uh, I believe, a more anguishing cry of suffering than that of Jesus on the cross. Knowing that his father had abandoned him, he was facing unbelievable physical pain. You, you've heard many uh, illustrations of the beating that he undertook, of, of the, the kind of pain that accompanied death on a cross. Uh, the virtual and 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 reality of of literally suffocating to death because you cannot get air into your lungs. He suffered spiritual pain. I want you to think about for a moment that he who knew no sin took on himself the sins of all the world. Think of all of the horrible, black, devastating, wretched sin and it was placed on him. Who had never sinned. Who knew no sin in any way, shape, or form in his spiritual and physical body. And yet he took all of that on. So he was facing physical suffering and pain. He was facing spiritual suffering and pain. And we know that at the end, it was emotional and mental suffering and pain. My God, my God, why have you left me alone to die emotional mental anguish that he was going through what do we learn from Jesus suffering that can help us in our suffering what do we learn from the pain that he went through and the anguish that he faced physically spiritually Mentally, emotionally, all that he was going through, what can we learn from that that can help us to, to gather this peace that he talks about? My peace I leave with you, not like the world. I leave you a better peace. He said so, so that we don't have to be afraid. So, so that we don't have to struggle in life. So that we can find comfort. When we seek the answer to those questions, why and what, and how did this happen. And so I want to read another passage with you this morning, if you have your Bibles, and I hope you do. First Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2 begins to answer for us the question, how does His suffering help us in our suffering? First Peter chapter 2, beginning in verse 21. Listen to what Peter writes. For you have been called for this purpose, since Christ also suffered for you. Hear that? There's his suffering that we're talking about. Since he suffered for you, leaving you an example for you to follow in his steps. Who committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. And while being reviled, he did not revile in return. While suffering, he uttered no threats, but kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously. And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness, for by his wounds you were healed. For you were continually straying like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd and the guardian of your soul. So there are several things that I see there. First, we've recognized already that Jesus suffered. Every kind of imaginal suf- imagination of suffering that we can have, He suffered. He endured. And the Scripture says that He did it for who? For us. He suffered for you. He went through the pain for Tim Dotson. He went through the pain and the suffering and the agony and everything He did for me personally and for you personally. It's not just, oh, here's a blanket thing. He did this for you. He did it for me. He endured it for us so that we might have salvation and that we might have peace and that we might have hope. And so He sets for us a pattern of how we deal with our suffering. And the first thing he said is this, follow his example. That he did this, leaving us an example to follow in his steps. Now, I don't know about you, I've always read that passage and thought, man, that's a tall order. To follow in the steps of Jesus. To take the example that he's given me and to pattern my life after his life. The the years that he lived on this earth, he said he did this, to give us an example of how we're supposed to live life on this earth. That's a tall order. That's a big challenge for us to live like Him, but that's what He calls us to. And He says the more that we will live like Him, the better our life will be. In every way, pattern yourself after Him. So we're going to see what that means. second thing is this. It means that we entrust ourselves to God's care that Jesus continually surrendered Himself to the care of the Father. And He knew that the Father would always be there. Even in that moment of anguish, who did He cry out to? Even when He didn't understand fully in His physical understanding what was going on, my God, my God, why have you left me alone here to die? He was still calling out to the Father. He was still counting on God to care for Him and to bring Him comfort and to bring Him peace. Know and believe He will not let us ever in our life be tempted beyond that so we can stand. But He always provides for us a way to escape. And so when we're going through the suffering and we're tempted to do certain things or act certain ways, He said, it won't be more than you can bear. I'll always provide for you a way to to get outside of that if you choose to, if you desire to, because he cares for us. The next thing I see is he says to die to sin and live to righteousness. Less sin leaves less guilt and shame. You hear what I said? Less sin leaves less guilt and shame more sin that is in our life, the more guilt, the more shame, the more we have to struggle with and deal with. More righteousness builds confidence and hope. The more that I know I'm in the right relationship with God, the more I am convinced that I am following the pattern, the example that He has given me, the more that I am in that life, then the more strength, the more hope, the more confidence that comes in my life. Next thing he says is this receive the healing. He paid the price so that we didn't have to. We can receive healing and hope through the suffering and the pain. It is by his stripes that we are healed. It is by his stripes that we have hope. It is by his stripes that we have confidence. It is by his stripes that he, his pain, his suffering, that he makes a difference in our suffering. And then the final thing he says is this. When you're called in suffering in this life, when you're asking questions why and, and, and how this could happen and, and why did He let it happen, all those things, we're going to do one of two things. We're either going to turn to God or we're going to turn away from God. There's no neutral ground. Either we will turn to Him or, and cling to Him or we'll turn away from Him in that moment of suffering and sorrow and difficulty and challenge. And Jesus says this, just keep coming back to the shepherd. Just keep coming back to the shepherd. He said, For now you have returned to the shepherd and the guardian of your soul. And he says, When you're suffering, when you're struggling, when you're going through life and the challenges and the difficulties are hitting you and it's knocking you down, he said, Do these things. Know that it's it's through his suffering that you can be healed. Follow the example that He's given us. Less sin, more righteousness. But most importantly, He said, just keep coming back to the shepherd. And He will guard your soul. And He will give you hope. And He will give you a future that only He can offer. And so I want to say to you today, if you're suffering, If if you're going through anguish or pain or difficulty in any way, in any area, whether it's physical, whether it's spiritual, whether it's mental, whether it's emotional, he says, I have provided for you a way that you might find strength and hope and encouragement and relief from the suffering that you're facing. Most importantly, just keep coming back.